Dr. Roizen, uh, today is National Egg Day. I'm sure some some egg-producing lobby paid a lot of money to get that declared National Egg Day. And I happen to be a fan of eggs. I, I think they're, they're a wonderful addition to my wake-up meal. But I don't eat them like, uh, you know, fried or scrambled. I'm a boiled egg guy. And I, I got into it because another doctor in my earlier years called eggs a superfood. Is it okay to be eating eggs pretty much almost every day? The egg whites are wonderful. Enjoy them. Have infinite. The egg yolks contain too much of the amino acids um, that change the bacteria inside you to cause inflammation throughout your body. Hmm. So inside the egg whites, fantastic. Egg yolks, limit them to one a week. Yeah, because I really don't eat the egg yolks. I, I, I crack the boiled eggs and throw out the egg yolk and eat the egg whites and i've always thought they were good protein good i feel i feel pretty good about myself dr Royson. so let's... well you should <laughs> you you survived last week you almost got a hole in one this weekend yeah it's going to be a perfect golf day this next weekend maybe may the weather be perfect for golf uh you you sent me so many stories for the the medical research discussion this week and there's so many things in there that I, I want to ask you about. But for the sake of our uh, female listeners, I'm going straight to number 15. And this story that says coffee is linked to lower body fat in women. I know it's going to make Angie's Right. Day. So this is a very interesting story. If you have three to four cups of coffee a day really? in the Nihanes, the National Health and Nutrition Study, that is epidemiologic. All Americans, they do about 80,000 people a year. And they do a proportional to race and, and area of the country, et cetera. The women who ate three to four cups of coffee a day had an average about a 3% lower, um, if you will, fat, visceral fat. That is abdominal fat. Now, it doesn't mean that the coffee did it, um, but at least it was associated with it. And about a 2% lower fat, abdominal fat in men, not as high in men as in women. But yep, it, it is a, uh, we don't know why, but what the heck, it's a very good thing. I can tell now, you why. Doc. contrast that with the first story on my list. i surprised you didn't pick that. But this is 40 countries, 140 million people were looked at. And what did they find? They found that as the economy of that group got better, their waistlines got bigger. That is, bigger, fatter wallet, fatter belly. Well, and it I, was a 1%. So for every 1% increase in GDP, for example, in China, their waistlines grew by 1.23%. Um, so we've got to do something about this because the prediction is by 2050, over a third of the world will be not just overweight, but will actually be obese and causing a huge amount of chronic disease, such as coronavirus will pick on obesity, diabetes, hypertension from those. Well, Doc, I, I can take both of these stories and break them down for you without zero scientific analysis. I could just tell you right off the bat. Okay. 
Why are women who drink three to four cups of coffee uh, having a, a slightly lower level of fat around the tummy? Because they're all jacked up on coffee and they're not sitting down. They're running around. They're bouncing around like a BB in a boxcar. So that's, I got, that's a study number one. That's my analysis. Study number two, prosperity does bring us too much. And we've seen that. That, that is a logical conclusion. But what you're saying is we need to be mindful of the fact that prosperity, growth in GDP around the world will also bring growth in dangerous medical conditions, which could make us less healthy overall. That's exactly right. Okay. And that's why, and and that's why, in fact, there's another story, number five, Michael. Okay. And there were so many stories this week, I could have done all 15. But number five is the death marker protein cleans up your muscles after exercise. What is this? As you get older, um, your muscles become older. Your muscle cells become older. And some of them become less able to contract. We call them senescent or old, meaning they don't give you much energy, they don't contract much, and they pollute the cells around them. What do I mean by that? They secrete something, we don't know what it is, that makes the cells around them less able to contract and less functional. The great news on this study is just 10 minutes of vigorous exercise. Now, that's that's increased heart rate exercise, so if you're 50, it would be, say, around 120 to 130 heart rate yeah. with one minute of really intense exercise, released a thing called ubiquitin, like ubiquino, like CoQ10, but very different from it. Why is it different? Because it actually caused the old muscles to die, and they started reprocessing those proteins from the old muscles so they wouldn't slow down the muscles around them. So it's a way of what we call a senolytic effect, meaning it harvests the old cells so you get new, younger cells, and it's a way of naturally becoming younger. So that's one way to combat both, if you will, old age and a big belly. That's great news. Ten, Just 10 minutes of what could be considered... Uh, strenuous exercise, so 80% of your suggested heart rate tied to your age and with a minute of intense in there. And then afterwards, while you're stretching, your body is going after those old muscles and trying to regenerate new stuff. That's that's great news. We we love yeah. that. They, they, and this started, they started this, believe it or not, with people who were in the age of 26 to 30. So you're able to do this and to, in fact, um, make people younger, even who were already pretty young. So it kind of retards the aging process. And if you start it young enough, it's really beneficial to you. But uh, the, the the best time to start any exercise is right now. Doc, I've got a minute, a hard minute left. What's the the other favorite story from this treasure trove of research? Uh, I think the other one is that um, that I'm scared of is 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 vaping uh, bad for you from a standpoint of bacteria in your mouth. So smoking, one of the things that smoking does is it changes the bacteria in your mouth, 
that cause periodontal disease, which can lead to heart disease, stroke, even miscarriages and dementia. Vaping, it was shown in this study, does exactly the same thing. So going from cigarettes to vaping, and it didn't matter whether it was with nicotine or not, it apparently is the temperature or something else in the vape that causes the bacteria to change in a bad way. So these bacteria are bad for you and a large enough study to be worrisome. We will keep an eye on that and update as necessary. His name is Dr. Michael Roizen, and he is our guy in the world of medicine. Follow him. See what he's up to at whenway.com, whenway.com, and pick up the book, What to Eat When. Trust me, you'll, you'll keep it handy in the house. Thanks, Doc. Thank you.